little chickens. <clears throat> Today we are going to talk about what Lehi taught his youngest son, Joseph, who was born in the wilderness after Jacob. He gave Joseph the same promise he gave his other sons, that he and his posterity would do well in the promised land if they kept God's commandments. And then Lehi prophesied about Joseph's children and said that not all of them would be destroyed in the future. He said, I am descended from Joseph, the same exact Joseph who was sold by his brothers as a slave into Egypt, the one who had the coat of many colors from his dad, Jacob. God made many great promises to Joseph and gave him great visions, and I've read about these promises and visions on the plates of brass. One of the promises he made was that some of Joseph's descendants would be scattered away from the house of Israel, but they would be gathered back again and brought out of darkness and into the light. Joseph of old said, The Lord told me that a very special seer would be one of my descendants. A seer is someone who can see into the future and see the things of God. And this particular descendant of Joseph's was going to be respected and loved by many of his other descendants. He was going to make it known to the whole wide world that God had made a promise to Joseph that his posterity would be gathered back into the house of Israel. And this special seer was going to help make it possible for the gathering of Israel to happen by helping God restore priesthood keys to the earth. This descendant of Joseph's was foretold to be great like Moses, who led the Israelites out of Egypt. But instead of leading people to physical freedom, he was going to help publish God's important words that could lead men to spiritual freedom. The Lord told Joseph, your descendants are going to write a book, and your brother Judah's descendants are also going to write a book. And in the future, both of those books are going to be so powerful that they will help get rid of the world's confusion about my teachings. They will help get rid of the world's contention, and they'll help build peace, and they'll spread truths about my covenants. Joseph prophesied that the Lord would protect his special descendant so that anyone who tried to destroy him would be confounded. That means their plans would be ruined. He also said that this man was going to share names with him. His name would be Joseph too, and his dad's name was also going to be Joseph. If you haven't already guessed, we are talking, of course, about Joseph Smith. We've talked about him a lot already this year. Many prophets of old prophesied about the important work he was going to do on the earth. Maybe you can pause this story and talk with your family about all the important things that he helped God do while he was alive and how the things he did impact your own life today. Well, the Lord told the Joseph of old that Joseph Smith was going to help bring forth scripture that had been written by his posterity in order to help save Joseph of old's posterity. Do you know what scriptures he's talking about? He's talking about the Book of Mormon. It is full of stories about Joseph's descendants, like Lehi and his family, who encourage each other and everyone who reads their words to repent so that we can all live with God again. It's their words and their stories in the Book of Mormon that help others come to Christ and have faith in Him. 
This is one reason why the Book of Mormon is so important for the gathering of Israel today. God blesses anyone who reads it and sincerely asks about its truth with the Holy Ghost so that they can know that the words are really true. Christ really lives and Heavenly Father really cares whether or not we make it back to heaven. At this point, Lehi said, Joseph, my son, you and your family will be blessed because of the promises that God made to Joseph of old and because of the Joseph of the future who will do so much good for those living on the earth. Now, if you listen to your older brother Nephi, you will be safe and all I have promised you will be given to you. Then Lehi asked all of Laman's kids to gather around him and he said, Oh, my dear grandchildren, please listen carefully to my words. The Lord has told us that if we keep his commandments, we will prosper. But if we don't keep his commandments, we will be cut off from his presence. I want to give you a blessing before I die. If God curses your family because of your dad's disobedience, then I bless you that the consequences for his decisions will rest on his head and not yours. I bless you that the Lord will not allow you to perish, but that he will show you and your children mercy instead of misery. Then Lehi had Lemuel's sons and daughters gather around him, and he gave them the same blessings he gave to Laman's kids. Then he spoke to Ishmael's children and grandchildren, and then he spoke to Sam. He said, Sam, you and your children are blessed and will continue to be blessed along with Nephi's family. After speaking to everyone in his family, Lehi died. He was very old and had endured many hardships in his life. In fact, he referred to his time in the wilderness after leaving Jerusalem as his time of sorrow. Sometimes, like Lehi, we might feel sad or frustrated after keeping the Lord's commandments. But like Lehi, it helps us to remember that the Lord will protect and prosper us if we are faithful and obedient. Now, we are not entirely sure what happened to Sariah. We don't know if she was dead at this point either or if she had died in the future after Lehi died. But we do know that not many days had passed since Lehi's death before Laman and Lemuel and Ishmael's sons became angry with Nephi because of his warnings to them that the Lord was not happy with their behavior. This made Nephi so, so sad and also very angry. He had tried to do his best to keep the Lord's commandments, but he still sometimes felt very angry with his brothers, and he felt guilty because he knew that feeling angry towards others is a sin. Nephi wrote some very beautiful and very powerful words about how he felt about himself and about the Lord, and you can read those words in 2 Nephi chapter 4. This chapter is sometimes called Nephi's Psalm. Psalms are sacred poems or songs that are meant to be read aloud. There's even a whole book in the Old Testament called the Psalms. I'm not going to read Nephi's psalm for you today, but I bet you could read some of it together as a family and ask yourself if you feel the same way that Nephi does about the Lord. 
There's also a very beautiful song that my family likes to listen to called I Love the Lord by a singer named Daniel Beck. It uses a lot of Nephi's phrases from his psalm, so it might be fun for those who can read to compare the song to Nephi's psalm and see if you can find where each phrase or imagery is found. Well, Nephi prayed a lot to Heavenly Father because his brothers were so angry with him. And unfortunately, their anger kept getting stronger and stronger until the day came that they decided it was time to kill Nephi again. They felt like he was trying to be the boss of them, which they didn't think was fair because they were older than he was and they wanted to rule over everyone. Now, of course, since Nephi was righteous, the Lord protected him and warned him that he and his family should run away into the wilderness. So all those who were righteous, like Zoram and Sam and Nephi's sisters and their families and Jacob and Joseph, got away from Laman and Lemuel and the sons of Ishmael as fast as they could. Nephi took the brass plates and the Leahona and Laban's sword with him, and they traveled for many days. And then they made camp and called the place where they stayed the land of Nephi. And everyone there called themselves Nephites. And they kept God's commandments, and the Lord blessed them so much. They had many animals and herds, and their gardens became big and beautiful. Nephi also made many swords for his people, just in case they needed to go to war against their angry family members, who now called themselves Lamanites. Nephi taught his people how to work hard, and how to build and make many things out of wood and metals, and they built a beautiful temple together. It was kind of like Solomon's temple from the Old Testament, but it wasn't quite as fancy. You see, Nephi didn't have a lot of jewels or gold, but he did have a lot of um, fancy metals that he used in the temple. Well, the Nephites wanted Nephi to be their king, but Nephi did not want his people to be ruled by a king. So he did his best to serve and guide them while he was still living, but he was not their king. Now, 30 whole years had passed since Lehi had led his family out of Jerusalem. Can you believe that? That's a pretty long time. Nephi's little brothers, Jacob and Joseph, had grown up enough that Nephi ordained them to be priests and teachers over his people. Nephi told us that his people lived after the manner of happiness. He didn't say that they were always happy, but that they lived in a way that could help them be as happy as possible. After the story is done, you could take a moment and talk with your family about the choices that you make that help you feel the most happy, even during hard times. Now, in the book of 2 Nephi, Nephi shares proof with us that the Lord's promise is true, that when you're righteous, you're blessed, but when you're wicked, you're cursed. The Nephites at this time tried their best to, be, to keep God's commandments, and they were very blessed. But the Lamanites were wicked, and they were cursed. Their curse was that the Holy Ghost could not be with them, which is very unfortunate. It's a very sad and devastating thing to have happen to you. 
The Lord also put a mark of dark skin on the Lamanites that was not very attractive to the Nephites. And he warned the Nephites that if any of them married a wicked Lamanite, that their children would have the same curse and mark come upon them too if they chose to be wicked and not repent. Now, since the Holy Ghost had left the hearts and homes of the Lamanites, they became very lazy and mischievous. They did not grow gardens or keep flocks or herds of animals like the Nephites. So they had to hunt for their food in the wilderness. God told Nephi and the Lamanites, God told Nephi that the Lamanites would be a scourge to his children to remind them of God. A scourge is something that causes misery and pain to someone. So God was saying that the Lamanites would make war with and cause problems for the Nephites so that they would have chance after chance to turn to God and remember that he was the only one who could save and protect and comfort them. Do you remember in last week's story how Lehi taught his children about opposites? Well, the misery caused from the Lamanites at times acted like an opposite to the great blessings the Nephites enjoyed because of their righteousness. The Lord knew that the Nephites needed some trials to help them be able to choose to have faith in him. So maybe you could try to remember that the next time you're going through something difficult. That whenever we go through something difficult, we always have a choice. We can choose misery and negativity. We can choose to complain and think that God hates us. Or we can choose to have faith in Jesus. We can choose to draw closer to him and have the Holy Ghost in our lives. Now, after 40 years had passed away since Lehi had led his family out of Jerusalem, the Nephites and Lamanites had already gone to war with each other. How do you think you would feel if you had to go to war and protect yourself against your brothers or uncles or cousins? I'm sure it was a very hard and sad thing for these families to fight against each other. And the rest of the Book of Mormon has many stories about the different wars between the two big families, the Nephites and the Lamanites. Right now, though, we're going to focus on some things that Nephi's little brother Jacob taught the Nephites. His teachings will be the topic of our next story. So until then, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Goodbye!